Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to another morning edition of the Clown Hour. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny because I normally do evening uh, podcasts, or so I've done two morning podcasts in a row. I don't know if it's going to be a trend or not, but at any rate, uh, let me tell you a little bit about me. My name is Scott Burks. I am the creator of the sports blog called The Clown Times. That's clown spelled with K, by the way. You'll be able to find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you'll find me on Facebook as well. We've had a lot of fun this week, actually, talking about uh, Tom Brady's failures in the AFC Championship game, as well as a lot of things about a rant that I've written on Cam Newton a few days ago, uh, and trashing Duke University basketball, which I like to do since I'm an NC State alum. And even though we don't win anything in NC State, I gotta show my hatred, some like, like project my hatred this for me elsewhere. But at any rate. Uh, go to the search window in the upper left-hand corner of Facebook and type in the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Spill with K, and you'll find us there as well. Um, this is going to be an interesting podcast because, um, as I mentioned earlier, I wrote a, I've, I've, I've recently written a uh, piece on Cam Newton on my sports blog, and as I was scouting through the web, I happened to come across this blog post here, and by our next guest, like uh, when we, we – like, like like when he's like when, when he was discussing Cam Newton, I can't talk this morning for some reason. Maybe it's the nerves. But at any rate, this is his first time in the Clown Hour. So he is an author and a blogger, and his name is Matt Ham. So Matt, welcome to the Clown Hour. How are you doing? Hey Scott, what's going on, man? I dude, we have so much in common. I didn't realize I love the intro there. I'm an NC State grad as well, and uh, big Wolfpack fan. Nice. Like I said, not much, not much to cheer about, but uh, go Pack. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey, hey, no worries, and thank you for being on here. This is this is really a treat. I really appreciate it. Um, before I blow me a little bit on NC State <laughs> and how sad <laughs> I am for the second year in a row, um, once you, since this is your maiden voyage in the clan, I, I, I have a I have a tradition of sorts of like having the guest introduce him or herself and just say like how long they've been doing what they've been doing and what motivated them to do what they do. So you you, you don't have to give a thesis, just uh, just yeah, tell us a little no, bit about yourself right quick. Absolutely, man. So I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, my wife, Liz, and I have four kids, three boys and a little girl, brand-new little girl, two weeks old. And oh, uh, and I am – That's awesome. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a business owner, small business <clears throat> owner in Wilmington. And a couple of years ago I started writing um, after I kind of felt this, this kind of calling to do that. 
and that writing mm-hmm. on a blog turned into a book, and it turned into a number of speaking engagements. And so now I kind of have this thing where, you know, I write articles and and, and post them on my blog, and I have a podcast myself, and and do the whole speaking thing, writing thing. And so, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot going on, but no, it's 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 a pleasure to, to be with you, and I appreciate you reaching out about the Cam Newton article. Oh, no worries. Uh, I'm really looking forward to. It. I've read your article, which we get to in a little bit, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah. One 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 last thing about NC State. I mean, I don't want to talk about them much longer. It's just frankly yeah. depressing this season. Um, but are we going to win another conference game? <laughs> you know <laughs> what, man? I sure hope so. I, I oh, sure hope God. so. It, it's it's a shame to to kind of look at that conference schedule and realize mm-hmm. where we are. The, the sad part about it is, Scott, is I mean, I think we have talent. I really do. I just think that there's a difference in have having talent. talent and knowing how to win. And and in sports, right. there, there, there's got to be this X factor of knowing how to win. And and I'm not sure that NC State really knows how to win right now. So, you know, a lot of that uh, is is what I'm hoping for 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 the upcoming seasons in both basketball and football. Man, I mean, you know, it's just that that learning how yeah. to win. Yeah, exactly. And we want to talk about football because after that bowl game, which was a home <laughs> game, by the way. We got smoked by Mrs. Day, but anyway, I want to stay in the good mood, so I won't talk about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the good stuff. Exactly. Hence Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Um, so, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I read your blog about that, and uh, I want to first first of all ask you what motivates you to write this blog entry. And by and by the way, for those of you out there, it's called well, you find it on madham.com. And the name of the article is Why I Let My Kids Cheer for Cam Newton and Probably Why He Makes So Many People Mad. So just take us through right quick what, what motivated you to write that article? Uh, was it stuff that was yeah. said by him in the press or just whatever? Well, it's, it's kind of it's kind of all the above, Scott. You know, I, I you know as a writer, um, I actually have a radio show myself, and I just try to stay up on kind of what's going on in, in news and culture. And, you know, sure. I, as a – Panthers fan living in North Carolina, I have three sons who all of a sudden have just become football fanatics. And so for their birthday in November, they were given matching Cam Newton jerseys. I have twins, twin sons that just turned four. And and these boys, they run around their Cam Newton jerseys all the time. And as a dad, I mean, I played sports growing up and, and, and played, you know, baseball, basketball, football in high school. It was very competitive in sports. And, and I get and understand sports pretty well. And at the same time, I understand kind of the showmanship side of it. And you watch Cam and you watch his dabs and his dancing and all the entertaining that he does. And, you know, you, you kind of wonder, man, is, is, as a father to kids, what I want my kids doing this on the field. That's a great question to ask. And, and so, sure. you know, there, there's at the same time, you see all of the backlash against Cam Newton because of the way he carries himself. And he's one of those players that people love to love or they love to hate. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of I, – I joked with somebody the other day. I don't know if you remember, like, in the 80s when I was a kid growing up, like, WWE, you know, F wrestling, right? Like, Rick Flair was probably one of, the great, of one of the greatest promotionalists of all time. And people, like, love to love Rick Flair or they love to hate him. And it's a very exactly. different thing because wrestling's pure entertainment, and and there's there's some great sport to football. But at the same time, the NFL is about entertainment. So as I thought about this and said, you know what? Here's what I love about Cam Newton. Instead of talking about what I don't like about him, instead of focusing on the negative, which so often we do in culture, 
what about this guy do I admire and what about him would I want my kids to emulate? And so that's the yeah. angle that I took. I, I try to write from a different perspective, and so that's what we went with. Yes, and, and I appreciate that. I think a lot of Panthers fans and sports fans in general would uh, would appreciate that as well. What I did like is you mentioned, you, you referred to Cam Newton, and I'm paraphrasing here, as, yeah. you know, as far as his, his brash, his flamboyant attitude, you know, not necessarily how outspoken he is because it's more about swag, if you will, with them. He yeah, compared yeah, him to a modern-day Muhammad Ali, which I thought was a great comparison in the sense that yeah. Ali was one of those guys. I mean, granted, he, his prime was before I was born. You know, I was born in the early sure. 70s. But um, the thing is, is that people, a lot of people loved Ali. A lot of people hated Ali for, for various reasons. But I think that what I like about Newton and what I like about your comparisons are both Newton and Ali had a did-not-care-what-you-think attitude. They are who they are. They enjoy who they are. They enjoy what they do. And I thought that was a great comparison on your part. Well, thanks for that. You know, and and as I was writing it, I thought about it. I mean, Ali had more on the microphone side, you know, when when, when he would get into it and he would talk about himself. It was very different. And Newton, like you said, it's more about swag kind of on the field. But there's there's a similarity there, and and especially a similarity on how people respond to him. Because, like you said, people love to hate Ali. And, and and Newton in the, in the very same way. But at the same time, I think that you look back on Ali's legacy and you look at, you know, what a great athlete he was, what he did for, you know, his, his sport and all that kind of stuff. And you can focus on the negatives yes. of what he did, what he didn't do. But but at the end of the day, that's who he was. And authenticity, man, is, a, is a, an important thing. And unfortunately, too many people just don't live authentically. And when you see somebody living authentically, it, it you know, it, it kind of makes you mad. You know, it, it either makes you mad or you kind of appreciate it. But at the end of the day, right. he is who he is, you know, and that's and that's what I was trying to get at. And then I, I focused in on kind of three specific things about Cam Newton that I really admire. Yes, and what are those three things, if you don't mind, those three things that you admire most about Cam? Yeah, the the first thing that I see when I watch Cam Newton is he's a guy who celebrates accomplishments. Um, Right. I think, think, you know, too often in, in, in our culture today, like, number one, it's all about the promotion of self and self only, and... And Cam celebrates his teammates' victories. I mean, like, here's a quarterback on the sidelines. No offense to the other quarterbacks in the league, but their heads are, like, buried in books and, like, looking at the charts and, like, analyzing defenses and all. They're stoic, you know what I mean? And they're so serious or whatever. And Cam is running out on the field, like, high-fiving the defense. And, and, you know, when Keegley intercepted the ball and and scored last week, Cam's in the end zone when the defense scores high-fiving his guys. And I just I love the fact that he celebrates accomplishments. Now I think there's a way to do it, it's a way not to do it. But at the end of the day, you really learn to celebrate when you can celebrate somebody else's accomplishments as much as you celebrate your own. And so that's the kind of thing that I'm teaching my kids. I'm saying, see guys, do you see how he went and gave that defender a high five? Do you see what he said and how he praised his teammates? Like that kind of stuff. It's not all about Cam Newton. He's, he's, he's realizing and, and understanding he's a part of a team, and he's celebrating his teammates as well. So, you know, again, the competitive nature of our culture is all about self, and, and Cam seems to have this dynamic about team teamwork and, and celebrating everybody's accomplishments. That was the first thing. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, second, the second thing is, man, that guy is 
contagious. Like his energy and his joy is contagious. At the same time, you you can be contagious in a negative way. You know, if you're pouting and kind of just, you know, letting your emotions get the best of you and you're down, that's contagious as well. Right. And so I love yes. what Cam's energy and excitement brings to the field. Because here's the deal. You 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 know, for, for the working class <laughs> folks that wake up, we have Mondays, right? And we everybody of talks course. about how they hate Mondays. You know, like, oh, Mondays. <laughs> well, here's the deal, man. Cam Newton has Mondays too. You know, we don't realize that in the sports world. We don't think about it. We see them on Sundays, right? But Mondays for Cam Newton and every other NFL player, Mondays stink, man. I mean, these guys are in ice baths. They're bruised up. They're having to get, you know what I mean, treatment and all this kind of stuff. And so right, Mondays right. for these athletes, is it's it's difficult. So Cam Newton has Mondays too. But on Sundays, we see that guy living in full joy. And my challenge was to myself and to the readers is, do we take that level of excitement and energy and joy into our work? Because good right. gracious, dude, if we did, think about how uh, you know it would affect those around us. And I think about like CEOs in like corporate America. You don't see CEOs with that kind of energy and excitement like leading corporations. And and I, I just think it would be a cool thing to think about that perspective. And what would it look like if we embraced you know our jobs and our you know what we get to do every day as much as he does? And, and at the end of that, I said that the gratitude, his gratitude for what he does, is contagious. Yes, and, and uh, I agree. With and that. Then, I mean. You see yeah. people on the sidelines just, just celebrating and stuff with them. It's, and, the, and the crowd just moves to feeds off his energy. I mean, it's something that I hadn't seen in a very long time in football. No, it, it definitely is, is very different. And it has, the, it has the power to change culture, which is kind of the third thing that I mentioned, is that I love what mm-hmm. Tim Newton does for, you know, his community. And not, not just his, his, you know, local community in, in, in Charlotte, but also, too, for the community of football fans. I think I think about what he did in Charlotte for Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, giving away things and using his influence for good. But I think about what he's done with the footballs this year. He has created a generation, a younger generation of people who are super excited about football. And and, and I would love every quarterback in the NFL to consider giving away touchdown balls. I mean, how cool is that for kids across America mm. Who are paying all this money to come see these fans be able to get a football at the end of the game? I mean, that's just a huge thing. That that's stuff that these kids will remember for life, you know. And Cam's mm-hmm. just embraced that mentality of giving back. And and again, the whole theme of that is is generosity. Like you, all of us have been given something, Scott. Right? We've all right. been given something, you know. Right. I mean, we're up today. We're breathing, man. We've been given air, so we better use it for good, right? So if we've been yeah, given something, man, we need to. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We have to, and that's the, that's the <laughs> reminder there of what Cam is. And so, and that was that was kind of it. And for me, you know, in a lot of my writing, I talk about concepts like generosity. I talk about gratitude, right? I talk about those mm-hmm. things, encouragement. And so, I just I tried to draw from what I saw in Cam's, you know, uh, persona, and really challenge people to look at him from a different angle and say, "Listen, man, this kid is 26 years old. He's 26. Yeah, like, he's I don't know where you were when you were 26. Yeah." I don't know where you were when you were 26, but, I mean, listen, all of us probably did some dumb – I do dumb stuff, and I'm in my 30s, you know. So I know I did dumb stuff in my (laughs) 20s. And so, I mean, come on, he's going to do some dumb stuff or whatever, but at the end of the day, this is not a a somebody that we – he's not a god, right? We don't need to idolize him. He's a 26-year-old with incredible talents, and and I think that we need to cheer him on, man, and surround him with good positive energy because what happens with these athletes is they get put on these pedestals and people start attacking them, and any chink in the armor they dig and rip it open, man, and, and it tears these 
these kids apart, you know. So I don't know. I'm just I'm of the mindset of let's build people up instead of tear them down. Exactly, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because what baffles me, man, is that given all what well, you said about about Cam, you know, he gives the footballs away after every touchdown to kids. He encourages his teammates to do the same thing. By the way, to <laughs> give the ball to kids, yeah. like like sitting near the ground in the field, and you know he celebrates his teammates. But there's so much hate on this young man. I mean, it's like, if, 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 I mean, sometimes Tom Brady must look out and say, damn, they must hate you more than me. I mean, because, <laughs> I mean, I did this unscientific poll on Facebook. I asked who's the most hated athlete, more hated athlete, I should say, Cam or Tom Brady. A lot of people said Tom Brady, but there are many more people, if you, if you, if you, if you believe what you hear on the streets or on the radio, or see on television, a lot of people hate this hate on this young man. So, I mean, I have my own theories. I'm sure you have your own theories. But why, yeah. why all this hate on this young man? Why the hate on Cam Newton? Man, you know, at the end of the day, unfortunately, when, when people listen, man, when people see other folks, you know, they they project their emotions on them and they project their experience on them and they automatically say oh man if i were in that position i wouldn't do it that way or this is the way i would do it and they 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 automatically think they know what it's like to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes and and the reality is is that people hate on other people usually usually the way the reason you hate somebody else is because they have something that you don't i mean at the end of the day you're not going to hate somebody who doesn't have something that you don't want. You know, I mean, there, there's, right. no, there's no reason, right? Covetedness, right, and, 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 and envy and jealousy, I mean, that's what drives hatred. Hatred's not driven by something that – listen, man, because pride, right, pride, pride is by its nature competitive. Like you're not proud right. of, you know, having the same as somebody else. You're proud of having more than somebody else. So naturally, when you see somebody who has more than you or you think they have more than you, all of a sudden you get you get that hatred because, you know what I mean, it's that pride thing. It hurts your pride. And so mm. at the end of the day, hatred is driven by pride. And so there's something about something about other people getting attention. When When you see other people getting attention, that means you're not getting it, right? And at the end of the day, right. that appeals to pride, and that's what drives hatred. That's a unique way of of, of looking at it. I mean, and, and, and unique in a, in a very good way because I never thought about that. Because I was yep. thinking, like, it's two to to me, it's two things. And unfortunately, if you if if we're if we're all honest, it's a little bit of a racial element with that. And to me, it's more of a cultural thing. And what I mean by that is, is that. Okay, we're both guys of a certain age, right? So we sure. remember, like, quarterbacks, the average quarterback, I, I should say, they don't celebrate as much, okay? Sure. It's like, it's like the, I mean, it's like the Peyton Manning thing. You know, Peyton Manning, you know, he's, he's all-world quarterback, right? You, you don't yeah. hardly see him celebrate, aside from, a rare, from the occasional fist. Little fist mini fist, fist right? Exactly. But, you know, but, you, but to see – you know, when you see Drew Brees do his thing, hell, Tom Brady celebrates a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He celebrates his linemen and whatnot. And, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay has a discount double check where he throws his pelvis at 50,000 times a season. Yeah. Um, but I, I, 
you know, Russell Wilson, he doesn't celebrate much. You know, he's a he, – and I'm jumping all over the place now, so please bear with me. He's a – you know, just, just to, I guess – I don't want to say counteract the racial element of it, even though I still well, think you know, it's a small part of it. But, yeah, I, see, I mean, I see it's like people don't understand it. Well, I see where you're coming from, the point you're you're trying to make. For me, it's not about a racial thing. I and mean, listen here, Scott, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm naive, but I, I grew up. No. playing basketball and football, man, and, and color to me is just, man, they're brothers. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a middle America white dude, right? But I got a lot of <laughs> black guys that I'm friends with, man. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. And I played with these guys, man. I sweated with these guys. I was in the locker room with these guys. So I don't see the race element as much. I think what you're getting at is, is culturally when you see like a, a, a white quarterback maybe give a little fist pump, and then you see this this flamboyant you know black quarterback doing this stuff. I mean, it it kind of yeah yeah. I, I think that you know for me though it it's it you know if people want to make it about that to me that's their own problem. You know that's that mm-hmm. I, somebody commented the other day about the race thing. The only people who get mad at racists are racists, in my opinion. You're only going to get mad about it. You're only going to get mad about a racist if you yourself have some prejudices. I mean, listen, if I don't get mad when people, you know what I mean, want to act that way because I'm just like it's not a problem for me. So I think when you start to draw on issues like that, it makes it about the other. It it really is about yourself rather than the other person. And so you know, Mm -hmm. I get where you're coming from, but to me, to me, the hatred thing is always driven by pride. You know, and and that's the thing. Pride's that underlying thing that that is looking for something to feed it, and anything that can feed pride, man, it's consuming, dude. It'll just consume so quickly, and I think that's what's driven it. You know, it's funny. Charles Barkley once said, it's like a few years ago, I guess, that <laughs> he listed as one of the many reasons why he doesn't have a Twitter account, is that to your point, what people like hate on other people if they don't have what they have, is that, yeah. and to paraphrase Charles Barkley, of course, he's like, Sometimes people, well, not sometimes, all the time when people do this, do so do, do that sort of thing, whereas through social media or whatnot, it's just just because their lives suck. You know, that's yeah. what he said. It says their lives suck. They want to take out on other people out out there who's doing good for themselves, who's doing good for others, and that's just the way it is. So when you said that about pride, it made me think about that. Charles Barkley, well, maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, man, ago. you know, misery, they, as they say, misery loves company, right? I mean, when you're down, right. you know what I mean, somebody that's out there jumping around, smiling, chewing on gum, I mean, it just makes you mad because mm-hmm. you're like, man, I ain't happy, <laughs> so I'm going I'm to try to pull you into this pit. And here's the deal, man, here's the deal. Why I do what I do, why I write, Scott, is instead of looking mm-hmm. at everybody else, I just I challenge people to look at themselves, man. Because, I, I, you know, turn the mirror on yourself because I think a lot of issues can start there. If you solve them in yourself first, you know what I mean, then then, then it begins to take effect in the lives of other people and in culture. And so, sure. you know, what I what I do is I'm trying to say, listen, let's, let's talk about us, you know, instead of giving responsibility away, right, and blaming somebody right. else or blaming politics or blaming race. What can, I, what can I do about it, right? What how, how can I take responsibility? And that's when I look at this whole thing. It's like instead of pointing a finger at Cam Newton, what I actually like about the guy and how can I emulate that in my life, which is kind of coming back to the, the article. That's the whole point of it. It's yeah. like what can I take yeah. from this guy and what can I emulate that I like? Now, if there's things I don't like, instead of pointing a finger at him, 
don't do it in your own life. And you ain't got to be putting on a billboard or anything, but just that's a better way of becoming a better person all around, a better fan, a better person, a better father, a better employee, all around, man, because all of it matters. You see, the problem is people are so discontent at work and life or whatever, they build up their lives to be about sports. Life is not about sports. Sports is entertainment. But that's where people find their identity because all the other stuff is falling apart. So you just got to be careful yes. with that stuff, man, and understand why did this piss me off so much or, you know, why am I so <laughs> obsessed about this or whatnot. I mean, that's just it's important questions to ask. Right. And, and uh, that's well said. I appreciate you uh, saying all, all, all those things and making those points. Uh, it's very, very well said. Um, let's change gears, shift gears just a little bit. Um, okay. Now that Newton's on this big stage, he's on the footsteps of his first Super Bowl crown. Yeah. Okay. So he, to your point, he's twenty six. He's only twenty six years of age. He's just starting to reach his prime. He's on the precipice of reaching his prime. Um, given that Newton should be the runaway MVP, if he's not the MVP, something's very, very, very wrong with the voting process. Um, is it fair to say that Newton is now the new face of the NFL? You know, I think I think that all of this conversations like we're having today, Scott, uh, Super Bowl, you know, NFC championships. Super Bowl appearances, uh, MVP trophies, Rookie of the Year trophies, all that stuff, it definitely does bring him into the forefront as being, you know, one of the key figures and players in the NFL. And, you know, you you look at Russell Wilson a couple years ago. I mean, as an NC State grad, I watched him play at NC State. I said, that guy's good. Everybody said, he's going to be terrible. And he wins a Super Bowl a couple years later. You know, and all of a sudden now Russell Wilson is a household name. He's a household quarterback, right? And right. and so and and with that comes all kinds of pressure and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I think that I think that Cam is is definitely facing a very big stage. Um, but the reality is, man, is that culture's going to seek out a hero and a villain always. And and listen, yes. man, that stuff changes quickly. It changes so very quickly. <laughs> and so the point of right. it is, is quit focusing about all that kind of stuff and focus on what's right in front of you. And right in front of him, man, it's an opportunity to play on the largest football stage that exists and count that as joy, man. What an opportunity. And I think if he keeps yes, putting that in front of him, if he keeps the focus on, hey, what's the very next thing in front of me, instead of looking and worrying about the stage and just saying, what's that very next thing, you know, he will be incredibly successful and can be a great face, I think, for football culture, right? If he surrounds himself by good people and he keeps on that path, he can be a great influence for culture. Yes, I definitely agree with that. It's like a change of the guard. You know, it's like yeah. Manning, maybe his last – I think this is going to be his, his 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 last year. And, you know, Brady, even though he's in he, – even though Brady's in great shape, he only has a few years left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you have these new – and Drew Brees only has a few years left. So you, now you have a right. new couple quarterback, Newton, uh, uh, Wilson, Rodgers, Big Ben, even though he has a few years left, and, you know, yeah. uh, Roethlisberger and all these other guys. Right, it's like a total changing change of the guard. Hell, even uh, the likes of Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, they keep improving their game. So, um, well, you they, think I about think it a number of years ago, when I was a kid, yeah. it was Dan Marino, it was Joe Montana, and it was John right. Elway. John Elway, right? yep. <laughs> yeah, and then and there was a big changing of the guard when you brought in, you know, Peyton and Brady and Breeze and and all those guys. I mean, so it happens in sports, man. You're going to see it. 
you know, often. And so there's always going to be the face of, of somebody in any endeavor, and, and he just happens to be on that next wave, man. So I'm cheering for him, man. That's like I said, I, I'm, I'm pulling for him because I think he can have a great impact on culture. But the key is, is, is instead of focusing about what the, the negative side of what all these guys do is just trying to build them up. Well, and you know, I was going to say that given that this may be Peyton's last ride, you, you yeah. like you know what the narrative is going to be, right? It's like everybody. I mean, it's not it's not personal for the most part. I don't think it's just that people want to see Peyton Manning go out on top because you know he's a universally beloved guy. And, sure. You know, he he. This is, they, they want to see him go out like Elway went out, you know, and they'll figure you know Cam's a young guy. He'll be back, even though there's no guarantees in the NFL. And for those of us who follow the sport very closely, so. You know, which, which is going to be interesting because you mentioned about the villain and hero uh, narrative earlier, and I think oh, yeah. it's going to play out the way it is. So, Well, you know, here's the, here's the way I look at it, man. I live in North Carolina. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. I'm cheering for yeah. the Panthers. But in this Super Bowl, I mean, I can't lose because I love Peyton Manning. I've loved Peyton Manning for many years, you know. He is an iconic you know, football legend. I mean, he's one of, yes, in my is. opinion, top three quarterbacks of all time in the NFL. And and you you look at it, Peyton and and what he's what he's done for the game, what he's done for his community, the way he's carried himself. So so the way I look at sports, the way I'm learning to look at sports, as I get older. Man, listen, here's the deal. I grew up. I heard you say this in your intro. I grew up a huge Duke fan, right? As a kid, now <laughs> a huge Duke fan, right? And and I yeah. had, I felt that Carolina Duke hatred my entire life. Then I went to NC State, became an NC State fan, and you feel that hatred, that polarization, the hero and the villain. And, and the older I get, I'm learning to just appreciate sports for what they are, man, and realize that yeah. most of the people you Same watch here. on sports, they're teenage kids and they're 20-something-year-olds. I mean, for the most part, you know, and, and it's entertainment. And so look for the, the, the storylines and the hooks and all that kind of stuff. But, man, you know, winning and losing and all that, that, that's just part of the game. But in this Super Bowl, I just feel like, man, I can't lose. I mean, I, I'm a Panthers fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be bummed if they lose. But, man, I'm happy for Peyton, too. So, you know, that's just me, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, to me, I, I saw social media, like, right after, like, the Broncos beat the Patriots. Literally, like, only a few minutes after that, that, uh, that game ended, I posted, you know, uh, read, uh, I tweeted out that, you know, you know, as long as Tom Brady, I, I, because I, because you know, full disclosure, I did not like the Patriots at all. I'm a Steelers oh, fan, sure. and I still think sure. that they cheated. I still think they deflated footballs up and down the roster. But at any rate, um, I was so happy that we don't have to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I was like, I don't care who wins it now. <laughs> it's a win-win. Yeah, no, I'm, but it's I'm even with you, better that, But it's even better that you know I grew up in North Carolina and went to Salem, so I. It's it's cool to see the Panthers in it. I mean, so either way, I win because the hometown, the home, the state of my youth team, if you will, is in the thing along with the iconic Peyton Manning and most of all, no Tom Brady and the Patriots. Thank the Lord for that. So that's yeah, man. It's that that's made that's made a good a good bit of folks uh, excited, I'm sure. But uh, but no, yeah. man, I'm looking forward to. Uh, to next Sunday, you know, I hope the I hope the guys are able to all get rested up. I hate that, you know, I, I don't know about the Denver side of the ball, but I know there's some guys on the Panther side that are nursing some injuries. So I hope those guys are, are able to play because I mean, 
here's the deal, man. This is the Super Bowl, man. This is what these kids have dreamed about. I mean, you might this is what they've dreamed about since they were little, little, little boys. And like, here's these guys on the stage. This is huge for them, man. And so I want everybody to be healthy, be able to play, be able to enjoy it, and just have a good, friendly, you know, competition. I mean, I love the competition, but you know, I just want to see a great football game. Okay, well, I'll get y'all on, on on a couple of things. Uh, first yeah. of all, how 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 much is the state of North Carolina buzzing right now? How how, how is it? But I know you're in Wilmington, but how? Yeah, you know, it seems well, like the I've whole state is sticking on the dinner of the Panthers. Yeah, I've been to two games this year, and it's funny, man, because growing up here, I mean, the Panthers weren't here when I was a little kid. A lot of Carolina right. folks, North Carolina folks, cheer for the Redskins. Because back in the day, yeah. that's all that was on TV, right? right? You know, it was, it was basically Redskins. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's funny because there's there's all the head of the Redskins folks that that are chanting out, calling calling Panthers fan bandwagon fans, and and I think that bandwagon <laughs> fan that that is the worst terminology in all of of sports. I just don't I don't like it because it's like you know what. I don't care if you've not ever cheered for a team and they're winning and you want to cheer for them because you like them for some reason, you know. It, that's that's fine by me. That's what it is. It's entertainment. You know, cheer for who you want to cheer for. But, yeah, there's definitely been a buzz going on and, you know, folks wearing their jerseys and stuff, you know, around town and, and people talking about the Panthers and it just being part of conversation. And, you know, listen, here's the deal. You're 16-1 and one or 17-1 now, 16-1. You're 17-1. Yeah, you're – you're gonna get talked about if you're seventeen to one. I'm sorry, you know. If you're if you're finishing <laughs> the season at eight and eight, or you know what I mean, at, at six and ten, yeah. you're not gonna get talked about. But if you lose a game, you know everybody's gonna be talking. That's just part of winning. You know what I mean? That's just the reality. You you either get talked about when you lose a ton and you're terrible. Or you get talked about when you win a ton. You don't get talked about in that kind of mediocre place. And so to see Cam and these right. guys going and having a great season, of course, it drums up a bunch of energy, man. And yeah, the buzz is the buzz is fun. Yeah, and you know, I, I I told my buddy of mine who who grew up in Wilmington. Actually, he he lives in in Atlanta. He grew up in Barrison. Who he's he's become a Panthers fan over the last fifteen to twenty years. Um, yeah. We we like we have a plan of meeting in Charlotte because I live in Cincinnati now. But we have a plan of meeting in Charlotte if the Panthers were to cash in that check, if you will, and and, and bring the nice. trophy to 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 North Carolina. So we have that plan, and that'll be my first ticket tape parade. So I'm hoping to have this. So speaking of which, one more thing: Do you predict the Panthers' close game, a close win for the Panthers Super Bowl, or do you predict a, a blowout? Listen, man, I'm a guy who lives in Wilmington and, you know, watches uh, watches <laughs> sports. I'm not a sports uh, analyst or anything. But if I had to predict, I, I just – football game, in my opinion, is going to be all about the defensive lines on both sides of the ball. Yes, um, if, I if agree. If Panthers' defensive line can put pressure on Peyton Manning, he's not very mobile, we know that. Um, it'll force him to make passes, and you'll see what happened and in, in, in against Carson Palmer. And then, listen – you know, Russell Wilson is probably the most mobile quarterback in the NFL, the most elusive quarterback when it comes to scrambling like that. And sure. and, 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 and and the Panthers forced him to make some errant throws, got some interceptions. That's the key for the Panthers. But on the flip side of the ball, Denver, they're going to have to put pressure on, on Cam because you just if you let him sit back there – you know, he's going to make passes, and if, and if they win, the offense wins the line of scrimmage, John Stewart's going to run the ball quite a bit. So th- that's where the game is won, I think, personally. Um, and mm-hmm. with what I've been seeing about the Panthers' defensive line, 
I just think that the Panthers are going to control the game because the defenses are very similar, but I think they equally be controlled. But I just see the Panthers having a much more high-powered offense in their offensive line, creating more holes for Stewart and, and allowing uh, you know Cam opportunities to connect on passes. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be a high-flying game like we saw against um, – you know the uh, against the Cardinals, but you know I, I yeah. do see I, I do see the Panthers putting up you know twenty eight maybe um, you know fourteen twenty eight mm-hmm. fourteen something like that um, right. you know twenty twenty seven I mean uh, twenty four fourteen something like that. Cool. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I think it's going to be competitive. Denver has a heck of a defense, so I think it'll be more competitive. I think the Panthers will pull out in the end. Hey, Matt, thanks a lot, man. This has been fun. I really enjoyed the conversation. Let's let's do this again soon. Hey, Scott, sounds good, man. And for, for, for those who are listening, man, and for you in the future, man, everything that, that I do, we'd yes. love to stay in touch with you is at MattHam.com. All right. My, okay, MattHam.com. And, and also follow him on Twitter as well. I got the Twitter page up. Uh, at, awesome. um, well, I had it up. But give it back Twitter handle. Yes, Matham SR, M-A-T-T-H-A-M-S-R on Twitter. And then MattHam.com, M-A-T-T-H-A-M.com. Cool. Hey, man, thanks a lot. Matt. Yeah, brother. Have a big day, Scott. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, uh, uh, bye now. That's my man, uh, Matt Ham. That was a great conversation about Cam Newton. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed his perspective. You know, pride. There's something else, like, when you, when someone's envious of another person, whether it be their gifts or what have you, their talent or what have you, you know, it's, you know, it's people are something else when it comes to envy, man. But I really enjoyed the conversation, enjoyed the short conversation on race and everything else. So um, that was a lot of fun. Anyway, y'all have a good weekend. Uh, this is Scott Burst of Clown Hour. Signing off. 06. Take care.